0: Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Cleary on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com
1: Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, The theticketfm.com. At a brand new time. We're on new from time. one to two. Same faces. Same faces, same voices, just at a new time, an hour earlier. And uh, you guys can contribute to the show all hour long, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. We're, we're kind of transitioning towards game week prep for Nebraska football, and we heard from Scott Frost on Saturday rather than Friday, um, and, and that's kind of going to be how it, it goes here for the next couple weeks as they prepare for Northwestern, I believe. We're going to talk to Scott Frost next Sunday before they leave for Dublin the following week, so a little bit of a different schedule. Uh, Scott Frost will, will talk once again on Sunday, talked on Saturday, and now we are joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, who was at the press conference on Saturday, and writes articles for the rival site for Nebraska. Hello, Steve. How's it going?
0: Hey, Nick. I'm uh, doing great. Enjoying the little bit of rain we're getting here. Uh, kind of needed that, so that's my weather forecast for something
1: <laughs> else. Ha- have you ever <laughs> thought about being a meteorologist? I have not, okay. but um, when my lawn
2: <laughs> is looking like it is and it rains, I get excited. We're right, going to to Steve Bark for the weather. I was going to
1: say, are you a big, are you, are you big like lawn and, and landscaping type of guy?
0: So not, I, I was never really that guy, but you know, you know, when you get older, like I am and you start to, you know, accumulate things like a Mm -hmm. house and um, everything, you start to turn into that guy a little bit. So I am, um, kind of just transitioning into caring about the lawn and, and trying to make it look, you know, like, like I care for people okay. that drive by
2: and look at it. So. That's, that's, okay. that's just a thing that happens with us guys is as you age, you have you have to pick one thing and just stake your entire personality to it. You, you know, smoking meats, lawn care, old cars, you know, stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I have also dabbled into the Smoky geek thing. I, I <laughs> really I'm um, just a beginner. Yeah, just a beginner, but um, yeah, trying it out. so yeah, you are two for two with me right now. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. All right. Well, once again, we're joined by, by Steve Mark of Inside, Nebraska here. Okay, so one, one kind of discussion point that I've been talking about is is this off season specifically since Big Ten media days when we've heard from Scott Frost, it just kind of feels like they have a chip on their shoulder. Like they just have kind of an edge to them this year that maybe we haven't seen in years past. And I think the common fan would be like, well, well, it's about time. It's about time they have that kind of mentality going into a season. But what have you kind of seen, Steve, from from Scott Frost's demeanor as we've talked to him over the last couple of weeks is, as they prepare for a pretty crucial season of whether or not they're going to be the coaching here in Nebraska next season?
0: Yeah, me personally, I think that they are sounding like that. Scott is sounding like that because he's got, I, I think, kind of a quiet confidence. And it's because mm-hmm. of a lot of the off-season momentum that the program has had. They brought in 33 new faces, 15 of them from Division One schools. They have their um, projected starter on that quarterback with Casey Thompson. He was kind of the hot name coming out from Texas. Yeah, They grabbed another one with uh, Chuba Purdy from Florida State. Um, they have a lot of, you know, O'Shawn Massas was one of the top top names in the portal at Edge uh, from TCU so and plus a lot of the recruiting momentum that's been going on uh, and that kind of uh, goes along with the assistant hires I think Nikki Joseph, Brian Applewhite um, have have been really really good Um, and and I just think that all of that combined is kind of putting a pep in the step you know of, of the program and and kind of how, how they're moving forward, getting closer to the season. And they're feeling good about themselves right now, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just going to, none of that's going to matter unless you uh, don't yeah. beat Northwestern. So uh, it, there's a lot of stuff to go on still. I think a lot of, a lot of questions to be answered. Um, but yeah, right now I definitely think that there's a quiet confidence around the program, but um, you know, at the end of the day, like I said before, if, if they don't, if they leave um, Ireland without a win, it's, going to be all for
2: nothing really steve you know you mentioned all of the new faces and we're gonna i'm gonna stick on the offensive side of things with everything we've heard from the coaches the past couple of weeks of how you know from time to time how the offense has been struggling and how you know people haven't been looking that great and how you know they, they they'll have a bad practice from from time to time after this second um scrimmage that they had are we you know still a little bit worried about the offense catching up to the defense, or is just this just par for the course uh, with, with offseason, you know, uh, getting into the, the first game of the regular season work?
0: Yeah, I think it's par for the course because, you know, I, let, let's just, like, keep in mind that, that they are in fall camp right now, and it is spring mm-hmm. practice, and it is practice, and it is a new offense with a new offensive coordinator and a new,
2: um, revamped
0: offensive line and a brand new quarterback and some new receivers. So it's going to take time for the, for the offense to kind of click and mesh. And I wouldn't be surprised if the defense is kind of carrying this team, at least to start the season. Um But yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. It makes total sense that the offense might be behind the defense a little bit just because there's so many different new and moving parts with the offense. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be really interesting to see how quickly the offense comes along and, and how they, and how quickly they can get into gear because, you know, they just need a strong, strong start to this season. And, you know, if you look at the schedule, it it sets up nicely for the potential to do that, but um, you know, they need to actually get on the field and do it. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of like questions. I'm still kind of concerned about the offensive line. I know a lot of people are kind of torn on that subject but uh, I'm, I'm not as quite as confident as some are with the offensive line, but you know, they're going to get their chance to prove, prove everybody wrong and, and go out there and, um, be uh, you know, if they can get to even just being an average offensive line unit in the Big Ten, I think that's going to help out this offense immensely. If they could, you know, get some push on a on the handoff run game and not have to rely on the quarterback run so much, and if they can um, just kind of do well blocking for the handoff run game, I think that's just going to take make things a lot easier for uh, Casey Thompson or uh, Chuba Purdy, whoever ends up winning the quarterback battle. Um, I think it's going to make it easier on them.
1: We're we're speaking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here, the rival site for the Huskers, and 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 speaking about that offensive line really quickly. Um, I I know we've we've talked pretty extensively about you know why we're concerned about the offensive line, and especially without Nuri Ely, you know, being ineligible for the season, obviously, and and Turner Corcoran's back at practice, so that's good news for the Huskers. But how much in season do you think that they're going to kind of shift some guys around? Because we've talked. Quite a bit so far in the off season about how they have a couple guys that can play multiple positions. Turner Corcoran being one of those. But how much, sh- uh, you know, like shuffling do you think they'll do actually in the season if it's not successful?
0: Yeah, I could see that happening um, against Northwestern and for sure against North Dakota and and Georgia Southern for sure. Um, I, I just think I look at so let's go go down the line here. Saberhosa yeah. at left tackle. Um, I don't really know what to expect from him. He's just a massive body coming off the injury that he did to the knee. Um, are they going to even attempt to play him the entire the entire mm-hmm. game against Northwestern? I don't know. I, I think it'd be uh, good to kind of be careful with Teddy and, and maybe have somebody else work in, work in um, at, at left tackle during that game. I know Kevin Williams is going to be kind of a, a really solid option at both tackle and guard that could maybe kind of kind of just be inserted during the game and, and kind of give 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 a few reps here and there, um, but also Turner Corcoran's a brand new position for him at guard instead of tackle. Um, I know he's really athletic and he could probably do it, but is it going to look pretty the first game? I'm, I'm guessing not. Um, and then at center uh, Trent Hickson, six year guy. You know the older the better um, for offensive linemen, especially in the Big Ten. Um, but you know it's it's his first time playing center at at the division one level too so i i I just kind of don't know what to think about that either but then you go right next to him at right guard and there's another fellow six-year senior with brock bando and he's getting his first um, he'll likely be getting his first starting starting games coming up here so it's just you know another question mark right there and then of course right tackle uh bryce benhart we all know what it was last year I, i don't i think he'd be the first to tell you that he didn't have a really a really good season so um, maybe Donovan Raiola can you know bring the potential out of what was considered a really good pickup um, with with Bryce Benhart back in the day so uh, yeah there's there's a lot of question marks left to be left to be answered here with the offensive line but you know like I like I said earlier I might not be high on them right now but they're definitely going to get a chance to to kind of shut some people up uh, against Northwestern.
1: Yeah, and, and one thing to add about Teddy that he told us last week at, at the press conference was he, he talked extensively and, and was not shy about saying, listen, it's hard to get back into game football shape, football game shape, because um, th- those are two different things, getting back healthy and then getting back to, to being able to play football. They're, those are two different things. Uh, once again, we're joined by Steve Mark uh, of Inside Nebraska. A couple more, Steve, before we let you go. Alternate uniforms released today. How do we feel about the the look of these? Obviously, they're they're honoring the 1983 scoring explosion team, but where do you sit on the on the on the alternate uniforms? Rico and I were having a conversation in the first segment about listen, it's as sad as this is to say they might attract recruits and and some younger guys want to go places for the flashiness or for the swag, and I, I, I'm just curious where uh, we got a little bit of pushback from some of our listeners. But I'm I'm curious where you sit at with alternate uniforms right now, and, and what are your thoughts on on the ones that were released today for the Huskers?
0: Yeah, so the ones that are, uh, were released today, I, I have to admit I do kind of like the mesh look. Okay. Like with the, on the on the and especially where you can kind of see it with the numbers, I that that kind of brings me back to my you know young days when I was playing you know uh, football with like the the raggedy old practice jerseys that we, yep. that we like took out <laughs> yeah, that were like probably 30 years old so it reminds me of that and yeah it just has the kind of a look of the what they were going through for with that 1983 team but um yeah as, as for like um alternate jerseys you know they're fine um I think it could be used as a great recruiting tool obviously because they're really into fashion these days and and, it, and that goes along with football as well so um, yeah, just if they could start pumping up things like this, um, you know, it, it's going to be good. Just have have one or one or two, uh, one or two each year. I think that would be really, really kind of beneficial for the program. But yeah, overall, for the one that they unveiled today, I kind of like it. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really for the mesh look.
1: Okay, so I want to ask you one more football question, then also a, a basketball question because there was some news today. But first, with football, as we put a bow on this one, I don't know if you saw. Did you see the news about Miles Brennan walking away from football? Yes, I did. Did you see that he gets to keep the nil money? <laughs> yeah, because it's not it's not based on a uh, performance, right? So I, I guess there. Do we see regulation coming in a couple day de- a couple months? I guess. I think you're
0: going to see a lot of stuff coming um, just once people get a a real grasp of what this of what this whole world is going to be like. I guess because yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a nil company and you're and you're kind of you have this happen to you, you can't be happy, right? Yeah. There needs to be things that uh, that need to change, some guardrails or something like that, just to help prevent things like this happening. But, uh, yeah, I think you're going to see some of that going on until those things um, start to happen.
1: Okay, so last one before we let you go. In addition to football, you cover uh, Husker men's basketball for Inside Nebraska, and there was a little bit of news today. Uh, Nebraska still was, before today, I guess, looking to fill – their third assistant uh, coaching job after Armand Gates left for Oregon, and uh, they decided to go a, in a route that on paper doesn't look so bad. It looks like they uh, are, are going to hire Ernie. Is it Ziegler or Ziegler?
0: I've been going with Ziegler.
1: Okay, Ernie Ziegler, who was formerly at Mississippi State for for quite a while. I mean, what can you tell us about, about Coach uh, Ziegler? And kind of, I mean, how impressive of is this grab for Fred Hoiberg so late in the off season?
0: Yeah, I'm with I'm with you, Nick. I think this is a really uh, solid hire. I mean, if you look at his past, uh, the last six years, I believe it was, he was with um, Ben Howland at Mississippi State, and before Mississippi State, he had prior stops with uh, uh, Ben on Ben Howland's staff at UCLA and Pittsburgh. So he has ties um, on the on the West Coast. He has ties on the SEC. He's he's a midwestern guy he's from detroit i believe um so he has i mean when you look at those three areas of the country i mean that's that's excellent to have a guy on staff that you know knows people and has connections on the west coast sec territory and and in the midwest with the, around the detroit area so and um what i really liked is he's a former head coach he was at central michigan he was a head coach at central michigan for six years wow it didn't go well for him that that during that time but you know it's still good i think in my opinion to have a guy like that um on on your staff and on your bench to help kind of guide and he has he has just plenty of experience coaching experience he even coached in his first head coaching his first two head coaching gigs were um overseas too so he's been around he's met a lot of people he's recruited a lot of players and and i think that's exactly what fred Korberg uh kind of needed for that uh, third and final assistant coaching
1: role. Yeah, seems like a guy that's that's pretty decent at recruiting. Has garnered some uh, attention from McDonald's All-Americans in the past, in his previous stops. So, uh, seems like a pretty impressive hire on paper. Now, once again, it's on paper, uh, but for for Fred Hoiberg and his staff. Once again, this late in the process, it's it was kind of a, a alarming for me personally that you know they're going to have to fill a, a fill a void this late in the in the off season when there's been a lot of shifts, but a long time ago, months ago in college basketball, so I think on paper it's it's possibly as good as it, it could have been for uh, Nebraska basketball, which necessarily isn't a, a college basketball powerhouse. All right, Steve, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy watching the rain, and we will talk to you next Monday. Yeah, let's get some more of that run. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you, Steve. We'll talk to you later. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate him. As always, um, interesting stuff on both football and basketball there. Once again, Nebraska is uh, reportedly hiring Ernie Ziegler who was at Mississippi State under Ben Howland's staff uh, for like Steve said, six years uh, the last six years, um, was on his staff and now he'll transition to Nebraska. And we'll read his recruiting bio because some of the guys that he's gotten in the past and, and just kind of give you more information on Coach Ziegler along with other things. And we're also doing kind of a spillover here on the on the happy hour as well. We'll invite we Strick.
2: Little, we can go a little longer right here. If you want, do you want to go longer here? You, let, let, let me let me get some volleyball in real quick. Okay, go ahead. I mean, I went there. I might as well get a little bit of talk. Here. Hey, I didn't know. Go ahead, Rico. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, we spoke with Lexi Rodriguez, Becca Alec, and uh, head coach John Cook earlier today at the Devaney after practice. And uh, Lexi Rodriguez is uh, extremely excited for the season to start, as as you would uh, believe, she's attempting to take on more of a leadership role. And that's something that John Cook said that um, would help her excel. I mean, she was an All-American last year. So uh, really the only thing she has to step forward aside from, you know, just getting better at her game, which again, she was an All-American is, is being in that leadership role. She said that um, Nicklin Hames moving to a defensive specialist um, spot outside of being a setter has, not really changed much. She was flying around on the defensive side of things uh, last season as well. So she, uh, Lexi Rodriguez believes that she's, you know, just fitting in perfectly. Becca Alec talked about the new addition, Caitlin Hoard, the transfer from Penn state and how um, with her experience playing at such a high level at Penn state and, you know, making her mark against really good teams, including Nebraska. um, Becca takes the time out, you know, during practice after practice to, pick Caitlin's brain and, and just try to get better by absorbing some of the information that, that Caitlin has to offer. And head coach John Cook said the same thing about Caitlin is she's very, I think he said intuitive Mm -hmm. where she's kind of, she's kind of quiet, calm, cool, collected. But at the end of one of the practices, she just kind of broke it down and, 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 you know, told everybody what she saw from, from other players and everything that she noticed during practice and, and, head coach John cook said he just kind of stood there and all like, Oh my goodness. Like, this is, this is amazing. I have somebody like this on my roster right now. Who's, who's able to see all this and, and you know, being a newcomer, isn't afraid to step in and, and let everybody know how she feels, what she saw during practice, how everybody was doing. Uh, He also said Maggie Mendelson is coming along. Great. She's played more volleyball this off season than really anybody else on the team being on the national squads. Um, I believe they won gold. So you know she's she's coming along great. I I was going to ask about the uh, Maggie's um, um, transition from volleyball to basketball and how that was going to go, mm-hmm. but I decided not to. It was my first media appearance. I just kind of sat back and 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 listened to all of the answers.
1: It, it's it's fascinating to me the whole Caitlin Horde situation because it, it, in Nebraska's situation we always talk about how they are basically the 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 volleyball version of Alabama football, right? You're always reloading. It's never rebuilding. Um, and in a year where they lost quite a couple players, obviously Lexi Sun and Lauren Stevens are no longer here, um, and, and, and they lose...
2: Kayla Caffey. Uh, thank
1: you Kayla Caffey. I, I said I wanted to say Capri Davis, but that was not the right name. She, she went left, to Texas. She
2: left she, last she went
1: year. a long time ago. Yeah. But and now Lea O'Connor
2: to Texas. Well. Lea
1: O'Connor to Texas and then obviously Kayla Caffey just a couple weeks ago, Callie Schwarzenbach follows Tyler Hildebrand long Beach to State. to Long Beach State. And and so you sit here and go, all right, how is Nebraska going to, you know, replace in the middle and now Nicklin Hames is taking more of a, of a different role in this in this team's uh season now because they want to get Kennedy or going at the center position. So there's a couple, couple transitions here for Husker volleyball, but you're able to go out and get a, a an all American and Caitlin Horde from Penn state transfer inside the conference inside the big 10 conference. So that's something to kind of be impressed with from this Nebraska volleyball team. If you needed another thing to, mm-hmm. to applaud from, from John cook and his staff.
2: And if you're going to the red white scrimmage this Saturday, the 20th, right? The Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Um, First off, you'll get a poster that's really cool. Um, they're doing it they're a doing little the bit. They're doing the Tech 9 thing. They're doing it a little different. They're kind of going with the football style of things where okay. they're going to have the fan day where people show up. You get to sign autographs and all of that. And then they'll play the game later as opposed to what they used to do where they would play the game and then sign autographs afterwards. Um, so it, it, it's a hard ticket to get. I don't know if there's any tickets that might have been sold. It's, I believe it's already sold out, but I'm not sure if there's any like – you know side channels you can get a ticket from. But um, if you do go and you notice you know, a lot of different rotations, a lot of different people playing with a lot of uh, other people, um, it is because they uh, have yet to lock down a, a top six right now. That is what he said uh, today, Coach John Cook said today, and the scrimmage will go a long way in deciding who is probably going to start mm-hmm. uh, come the beginning of the season for Nebraska volleyball.
1: Well, and, and, and I guess – so to put a bow on volleyball, really quickly here, they open like Rico said. They have the red Rights scrimmage on Saturday, the twentieth, and then they open up play in, in a tournament at the Devaney Center in I believe it's the Emeritus Challenge, like mm-hmm. it usually is. Uh, next Friday, the twenty sixth, I believe, against Texas A and M Corpus Christi at eleven a.m. And, and we'll definitely have coverage for you guys uh, right here on ninety three seven The Ticket. But also what what Rico just said is that a scrimmage will go a long way in telling. John Cook, who he's ready to play and put out there on the floor starting next Friday. Scott Frost said something similar last week as well. Said that after Sunday's scrimmage, he will have a much more, uh, much better of a feeling on what he wants his depth chart to look like. And, and we'll kind of talk about maybe some possibilities of depth chart. Once again, we'll we'll tell you go a little deeper into the bio of Ernie Ziegler, the new a- addition, uh, new assistant coach for Husker men's basketball. And we'll invite Eric Strickland and Nathan Brennan in. Uh, the hosts of the new On the Block with Strick and Nate. We'll invite them in for a little spillover segment this coming up crossover. in a couple. Crossover. Yes. Yeah. Basketball twists. Nice there job. You know. we'll, we'll invite those two in and, and see if they accept the invitation or uh, respectfully decline. We'll see what happens. Stick with us. We'll wrap up the happy hour. It's only 2 p.m. Gee whiz. I got to get used to this. Okay. So we'll wrap up the happy hour coming up in a couple minutes
0: download our app by searching 93.7 the ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are more of the happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket in our future of cloud survey deloitte discovered two approaches to innovation those who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible and those who use cloud to engineer their possible generating new revenue, advancing processes, and sparking cultures of innovation. Learn more about what separates these cloud innovators. Download Closing the Cloud Strategy, Technology, and Innovation Gap at Deloitte.com US slash CloudSurvey.